salute to all the heirs of the empire. Salute to all the heirs of the empire. Peace, love, and more life. I'm back once again. I am your host, JF Bay. This is the Facts Over Feelings Third Eye High podcast, and we are doing the 40 day grand ascension. This is day six. This is day six of the 40 day grand ascension. So do me a favor on your way in, tag somebody on the way in, share this bill, share this bill. They cut off the notifications so you will not be notified when I go live, but we here nonetheless. So I got a powerful bill today for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Are you ready to get this spiritual download? Because for the next 40 days, I will be giving these spiritual downloads just to help raise your vibration, right? And every day we are talking about ascending to the God self because each day you're getting closer and closer to the real you, Cl closer and closer to the God inside of you, right? Every day is a grand ascension, right? We don't say grand rising. We don't say good morning because the only thing good about a morning is that the old you died last night. Every day, the old you dies. Every day, the ego dies and you get lighter and lighter and lighter and closer to the original you, closer to the real you. See, when we come here as children, we come here already with that divine spark. It's this worldly shit that we learn and we put on these outfits and these characters and we become something we're trying to become. But you're not trying to become God, you already are God. And your whole journey here in this life is to get back to the God self. I got you, bro. I'm going I'm to hit you right after um, right after this bill about the meal prep. I got you, bro. Islam. So everyone tuning into this bill, this message is for you. Everyone that watch this on the playback, this message is for you. Share this with someone that you know that this message is for, right? And, and let, it, let it reach them and let it wake up their spirits, right? So I'm just trying to reach the hearts and the minds and uplift fallen humanity, right? Because we all represent that fallen humanity. Every day we fall short of the mark of rising to the godhood but every day we get closer and closer to being what god wants us to be who we are already designed to be right so without further ado right this is the 40 day grand ascension and this is day six of the 40 days right and today's build is have faith and faith have faith and faith what is faith we gotta go over that, right? Because most of us are starting to give up on ourselves. Most of us are giving up on family. We're giving up on our children. We're giving up on our careers. We're giving up on our dreams. But I'm telling you today to have faith in faith. So we're gonna go over what is faith and why is it that this is your strongest um, source to connect to God? Because the whole book is talking about is faith and your faith is going to be tried over and over and over again because God tell you to believe in God right but God's saying I don't believe you if you don't believe you God see the whole book is telling you about the God self 
It's telling you about this miraculous journey you're going to go on to, to get back to the God self. It's not about believing in no spooky mystery God. It's about believing the God inside of you. So today we're going to, we're going to go into that Bible. We're going to go into that Bible. Bible just translates to some book, the book of light. We're going to go into that Bible. See that halo above me? You got one too. Oh, you, you, you didn't believe that the God was telling you that you was God? John 10, 34. If you call them gods, you're gods. John 10, 34 through 36. If you call them gods, unto whom the word God came and the scriptures cannot be broken. You believe me when I say I am the son of God. You say I'm blasphemous when I say that you are God. That's how the book reads. The whole book is telling you to get back to the God inside of you. Somebody pimped the book. Somebody pimped all the books. But all of the world's 12 religions are just 12 fractions of our supreme knowledge. It all belongs to us. I respect all the books and all the prophets. As the prophet Noble Drew Ali instructed, right? And today represents the passing of the prophet Noble Drew Ali. Over 90 years since the brother passed. Peace be upon him. And the prophet Noble Drew Ali always told us to love instead of hate, right? I'm not converting you to no religion. I'm just telling you I respect one religion, which is love. One religion, which is love. See, all of the religions were saying the same thing in its inception. Because all of the religions were esoteric, meaning everything was inner. Everything was about the soul. Everything was about the journey of the soul. And then man found a way to get a couple dollars and they converted all the books to have you thinking everything is outer. You are to seek a God that's outside of yourself. That's what the blasphemy the book's talking about. Don't worship any other gods before me. Cause God was saying, you God, what you doing out here worshiping people? What's wrong with you? Y'all you worshiping your fucking pastor, worshiping your E-man, worshiping the rabbi. What they know that you don't know. Let it go inside your heart because God's word is the truth. But his, his word is found in all the books. Matter of fact, his word is found in your heart. You know the truth when you hear it. You feel that shit. And you know when somebody tapping too. You feel that too. Use the discernment of the heart today. But I need you to have faith in faith. Because this is why you're here. To be tested. When you go to school, right? You can't pass that class until what? You get tested. Gotta get tested, don't you? But you thought you wasn't gonna come here and be tested, be tried? You just go, gonna claim all this greatness and claim I'm a god, I'm a goddess, and, and, and people ain't gonna check your temperature on that? You're supposed to have haters. They're just testers, that's it. Haters are motherfucking testers, that's it. You know how they got the monitors when you in college and you taking a test and they got the monitors walking through the aisle making sure a nigga ain't cheating on the test, making sure you really following protocol? That's what the haters are. They here to check your temperature. They here to make sure you who you say you are. And if you who you say you are, encourage them haters. Come on through, pull up. Pull up, it's test day, my nigga. I need all the haters I can get because you have to love something to then hate it. So what if they love the light in you so much? I hate you. See, everything is in duality in this in this reality, right? So so understand this. Those that show so much outwardly hate for you, 
has an inward state of love for you. They're secretly rooting for you. Why? Because you're a reflection of what they're trying to be. Some people throw you shade because they see the light. They throw you shade because they see the light on you. And it scares them. Because if you God, they God. So if you God the light, they must have it too. So most people choose to stay in darkness because remember, God gave us free will, right? So it's a choice. You could shine today or you could be darker than a motherfucker. But as the books say, I loved you at your darkest, right? God loved you at your darkest state. Why? Because out of darkness comes the light. You had to, you had to be in a state of darkness, a state of unknowing to then go on that endless quest to find out about yourself. Man, know thyself. That's what that consciousness is about. Not no fake ass conscious costume. I throw on the shea butter. I wrap my hair. That ain't consciousness. Do you know yourself? You say you a God, but are you are out here acting godly? Are you out here godding? To call upon, to evoke, to pull upon that light that's found within all of us. Are you helping people find their light? That's what, that's what it means to be conscious. Not know some shit, so I'm going to style on niggas because I know some shit and I'm going to look down on you because you don't know what I know. A man that claims to know everything is a fool. Nope. And, and when I stay in a state of childlike innocence to not claim to know it all, the universe supplies me with the all. I don't know anything. An adept student, as the prophet said, on an endless quest to find out. Because the more you find out, the more you find out you don't know anything. But that's the most humbling spot to be in, right? Because you ever notice when you want to learn something, you're excited, you're opening, you're open to receiving that blessing of the knowledge. But the minute you close yourself off, I got my degrees, you cut yourself off and you don't raise your vibration. You stay on that degree. Look at all the people that got degrees on their wall, but don't really have no fucking common sense. They got on four or five masks and got four or five degrees on the wall and you still ain't figured out these people are lying to you about this scandemic. But you educate, right? Got you. You probably a science major and you still got on two fucking masks today. 90 degrees outside blocking your motherfucking airwaves. I'm gonna do a build in the week on that too, right? Because there was a study that came out about them testing the mass. And I've been saying this for two years. The longer you wear the mask, you develop bacterial pneumonia. You get yourself sick because you mentally sick. You don't know that these people are sick and they played a big ass trick on you. The past two and a half years, we all been living a big ass April Fool's joke and we still don't get it. I'm gonna save that bill for a side bill. I'll do it probably on the weekend. So it's not in conjunction with the 40 day grand ascension. But what, I, what I'm just trying to get into is knowledge is something that comes from the inside out. It doesn't come from the outside. Well, I went to Cornell and, and I went to Columbia. I don't give a fuck what school you went to. You got five degrees of stupidity from fuck out of here university. And you graduated magnum cum laude. So what I'm saying to you is this. Stop running around about what you know and get back to trying to know. Stop running around telling people all the shit you know and just get back to trying to know. 
knowledge is 360, an endless pursuit. 360. Knowledge never stops trying to find itself. The all-knowing, you're that all-knowing Christ. You don't get it? Christ just represents the light. So you have to you have to break through these spells. And I'm just here to spread the gospel or God's spell. Do you get it? Because this book is a book of magic spells. Do you understand that there's no power in the book? Like other books, you can just read the shit. But your faith, your believing activates the spells in the book. And we're not talking about spells like some spooky shit. Because the language I'm using, I'm spelling, right? Words cast spells. That's why it's called spelling. Do you get it? But your understanding and your activation of the book turns it into your spiritual magic. This is why they're afraid of us really getting into this book. Because all of our people running around say we spiritual, but don't want to fuck with the Bible. The sun book? The book of light? Really, my nigga? What consciousness you claim to have if you shitting on all the books? All the people, remember, you're dealing with spiritual wickedness in high and low places, right? So how is it all these wicked motherfuckers you saying worship the devil and they're evil? They all got a Bible in their club. So what are they tapping into? And what is it they got you afraid of? They got you afraid of the light. See what's going on? This is why I said I'm Lucifer. I'm, quote me on it, I'm Lucifer. What? This nigga crazy. This nigga said he Lucifer. Lucifer represents the light bearer. Those who brought the light. See, they tell you about Lucifer in the church. Like, that's, that's the, that's the op. You know what I'm saying? Lucifer the op. You know what I'm saying? We only rock with God in this church. And Lucifer is the op. But why was Lucifer the op to the church? Lucifer was the light bearer. He was giving you the truth about good and evil. He was trying to tell you it's the same thing, my nigga. They lying to you and saying, I'm the bad guy. So who's the good guy? They never told you that you was God. So maybe the church is the op. Hmm, you never think of that? Maybe the church is the op. Right. Why is it that we got churches on every corner and ain't none of our problems getting solved? Our communities seem to be in a state of dis destitute, uh, a state of uh, pestilence, a state of decay, a state of destruction. Why did Jesus flip over the table of the money changers? Hmm. Matthew, book of Matthew. My house shall be called a house of prayer. But you have made it a den of thieves. Right. The whole book is telling you these niggas going to get money in my name, my G. But remember, the God we talking about is you. So if you're not standing up for the truth. Yeah, we talk about, yeah, the church is pimping the people. What you doing about all you niggas running around talking about, yo, I'm shooting at my ops. And listen, pull up on the pastor then, my G. Stop going with people in your hood. Pull up on the pastor. Have a conversation with the pastor. Why are you taking the neighborhood's money? What you doing with all that millions you getting from the mega church, pastor? You taking the oaths, pastor? Well, you know what? My grandma ain't going to this church. Read the book with grandma. Let her know what the truth's really about. Let her know that these people were pimped. So the whole story of the good and evil and God and the devil, Lucifer, it was the op. But you lose. 
once you find the truth about your lower nature, you raise up to the godhood. See, that's why Lucifer was the fallen angel. Wasn't he the fallen angel? So he was up there with the light. And then he fell into a state of darkness. Isn't that us? Did we fall into a state of ignorance? Not knowing who the fuck we were? Where we came from? See, the story's deeper than what you think about. And people say, well, they talk about slavery in the Bible. We're talking about to submitting to God's will. Because you're going to go through the same suffering that the Most High went through. You got to stop looking at this shit literally. Because all of that slavery and bondage, well, you got to look up those white slaves. Great book. I want you to get White Cargo. White Cargo, a book written by Don Johnson. Oh, my God, it's going to change your life. It's going to re redefine that whole slavery narrative for you. But most of our people want to stay in victimhood. So what if Christ just all through the book was bitching about how he got crucified? It's only, it's only a few chapters to speak about the crucifixion. Then everything else starts talking about what the world going to go through. Do you get it now? You're in this world, but not of it. So if you're God, expect to be crucified. Get it now? But, but only through the crucifixion can you raise from the dead. That's what that faith is about. And say you got faith, and then when you test it, you fold. Look at all of your victories that are around the corner, but you scared to spin the block. You frozen in time. You still, oh man, I don't know what, what I should do because, you know, it, it might not come to me. I don't, I don't deserve this blessing. And, and I don't, all of this self-talk, am I told you? Doubt is the devil. You can't have an undecided mind because God is sure. God is certain. You got to be certain of your power or you ain't got no fucking power. One or the other. You got free will, right? You got a choice. You can stay in a state of darkness. You can come to marvelous light. This is why God is just the devil in a ski mask. Get it now? Oh, I'm sorry. That, that, that I give up the secret of the book? That all the religions got you out here, religious gangbanging? Come to my church, we got the truth. Nah, come to our church, we got the truth. Right. And they ain't solving no problems because all the while, while they got you not thinking, they empty in your pockets. See, the charity had nothing to do with giving your money. The charity was giving something that's invaluable. Your time, pure intention, goodwill, that kind of shit. So, so we're going to go deep into having faith and faith, right? Because I want to share some stories with you where my faith was tested, you know, and others I've come across in my path, their faith was tested, but their testimony was a confirmation to my testimony. So you got to look, you're going to meet people along your path that might have went through something similar than you or a little bit different or that story might have been so, so crazy. You like, damn, my story sounds like a nursery rhyme compared to the shit they've been through. But a person might be looking at what you've been through and you still become strength for them. See, every person is here to lift that weight. But when you're in the gym, what happens? You got to lift weight to get stronger, right? You got to lift weight to get stronger, right? And that faith is like your spotter in the gym. That faith is like the spotter in the gym. It's like, I got you, my nigga. Don't even drop it. I got you. Even if you drop it, I got you. But I know you can lift that weight. Your faith is the spotter in the gym. 
Today, I want you to lift that weight up. Get stronger. And you only get stronger by being tested, by being tried. Understand that, that we all are going to go through a trial of the soul. This is what the whole Bible is about. The trial of the soul. And if you don't have no soul, you're afraid to go through some shit. You want to get shit, but you don't want to go through shit. You want all the rewards in this life. And you don't want to do no work for it. That's the society we're living in. Where everybody wants instant gratification. They want shit to come to them today. No work. But the whole thing is, the reward is sweeter because you did the work. Just just think of that after that sweat pouring and you like, after that workout. And you see your results in the mirror and you like, oh man, I'm doing it. But the results only look dope to you. The results are only lit because you did the work. And you know all that pain and all that struggle. You know what all of it produced. So that faith is to show you that your work doesn't fall on the wayside. The endless nights where you up, eyes, eyes, bloodshot, tears flowing. You up, you still like, man, I don't know. God, God put it on my heart. I don't know when it's going to come, but I know it's coming. You know what I'm saying? God, God gave me this vision. I know it's coming. I can feel it. That's the shit that keeps you going. That's that momentum that you need to sustain yourself in the trial of the soul. But only those with the brightest light will be tried the most. Look at these people, they never been through shit. Got all the shit handed to them. Oh, I inherited money from my family. Oh, my dad loaned me a million dollars to start my business. All of those people have no soul. They're not tried. So the minute they lose that physical shit, they jumping off the roof of their motherfucking house. You, you see it happening every day. So don't mirror yourself after these people. You came here because the last shall be first and the first shall be last. The have-nots are the have-much. The have-nots are the have-much. See, if you have spiritual abundance, you're not tripping on this physical shit. You're, you're actually ushering in or welcoming those trials, welcoming those tests because you built for it. You built for what you've been through. Just, just take, take account of the past 10 years of your life, of all the stuff you've been through in the past 10 years. And look where you are now. It's building you up. God is preparing you for that cup. He's preparing you for that cup that never runs dry. Are you ready? Remember, all that work you're putting in ain't for nothing. Mm -mm. You've been at a job 10 years, you fucking hate that job. Guess what? Your season's coming. Your season's coming. You about to leave that job. You about to retire and be on a vacation of the soul. You about to leave that motherfucker. Just do everything with a pure heart. That's it. That's it. Remember, every, everything is temporary. You, you, you in those, those spaces for a temporary reason and a temporary season. Right? Because it's not the crops. Don't, don't the crops get tried, right? You, you plant something in the ground, right? You like, all right, I'm gonna plant, I'm gonna plant some corn, I'm gonna plant some greens, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna, I'm gonna plant some peppers over here, right? When you plant all that stuff, don't you gotta have faith in the seed you drop in the ground? Do you start yelling at the ground like, oh man, come on, man, I'm trying to eat dinner tonight. I need these peppers to come up today. No, you gotta do work. You gotta tend to that soil. You gotta water that crop. But what happens season to season? Some of the some some of the crop is going to diminish, right? 
animals might, you know, fuck with the crop. Some bugs gonna mess with some of the crop. So you're gonna lose a percentage of the crop that you planted, but you still are staying faithful. You could taste them motherfucking peppers like, man, I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make some rasta pasta. I'm gonna make this, I'm gonna make that. Matter of fact, I'm gonna make some, some, some fajitas with the peppers. I'm gonna do this to that, right? So you are having faith in faith. You are faithful that you already know, regardless what happens, I'm still gonna have peppers on my plate. I'm, st I'm still gonna go to my garden. I'm gonna pick some shit that I planted. This is the trial of your life. So from season to season, some of that crop's gonna die, right? Season to season, some of the people that you walk with through this life, they gonna die. They not gonna be with you from season to season, but what doesn't die the love you have for these people? The, the, the memories you share with these people, you can always take with you where you're going. Because even when you pass, the only thing you can take with you is the memories. So let me ask you, would you trade memories for money? Because everybody values money and that seems to be the most fucking important thing that we all need. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, seriously. Would you trade memories for money? Everybody want to be a millionaire, right? So what if I said you could be a millionaire tomorrow, but you got to wipe your memory free? Meaning, I'm going to take all your memories in exchange for a million dollars. Would you make that deal? Would you make that deal? You're going to forget everything. You're going to forget your first love. You're going, you're going to forget the first time walking. You're going to forget your, your children's first time walking. You're going to forget the first time your mom hugged you. You're going, you're going to forget all that shit. All of that for that million dollars. You wake up with amnesia, but you're a millionaire. Would you take that deal? See what the true wealth is? Because love can only be remembered if there's a memory of the love. Your success can only be remembered when you got a memory of the work you did to get to that success. So if the memory, God's mind or God's treasure chest, the kingdom of heaven, if that's the most valuable possession that you have, why are you out here losing your mind? Why are you out here giving up your mind? Why is somebody else controlling your fucking thoughts? Who's occupying the temple? God? Are you out here looking for God and your temple is vacant? Just ask yourself that today. If I had more money and this, I wouldn't have all these problems. Get out your head and let God in. You've got all these problems because you're stressing over things you can't change. The only thing is constant is change. Would you trade all of your memories for a million dollars? See, if you answer that correctly, you're going to start cherishing those moments you have with your babies because they become memories that are invaluable. You're going to start cherishing those moments with your wife, your husband, your boyfriend, your girlfriend. You're going to start cherishing those moments with your family because even at the funeral, what keeps you going when you're looking at that person's shell, that person's vessel, when the spirit has vacated the vessel and you're seeing the vessel laying out there and we got him in the nice clothes? Oh, he don't look like himself. Of course he don't, because ain't nobody home. He went on. But what sustains you at that funeral when those tears are flowing, everybody's hugging, my condolences, all right, family? Nothing they can say to you to pull you out of that moment of grief. But what helps you through that moment? That million dollars? Life insurance policy? Nah, nigga. The 
those memories, those memories of your of your family that passed. What keeps you smiling at that funeral when you in fucking tears and you going through it? Oh, remember the time we was playing cards? Shit that you thought didn't really mean nothing. But when they gone, you might talk to them five minute conversation. That shit mean the world to you in those last moments. Damn, I remember two days before he passed, I was just talking to him and we was talking about X, Y, and Z. And those memories are now worth gold. So understand that you're here to get as many memories as you can harness. Because God's mind is eternal. God's memory. So you're going to be forever remembered by the memories you share with those souls you meet along your path. Do you get it now? It's not about how much money you lent somebody. It's not about what you bought them. Did you give them some real time? Something that you can't get back? Because a person might remember that five, ten minutes you chopped it up with them for the rest of their life. I deal with people, I talk random people on the phone. They call me and ask for advice on different things. And I take calls when I got a lot of things going on in my own life. But that might mean the world to that person. Damn, I got to chop it up with the brother. I'm not no celebrity. I'm just a, a good-hearted spirit with a lot of light. And I love to share it. But that might mean the world to that person. So many people call, brother, that bill changed my life. Oh, brother, thank you, man. I'm getting closer with my wife, my family, my children. Damn, brother, that bill had me in tears. This is what I do it for. With or without your donation. You know what I'm saying? With or without your donation. I ain't tripping on that. God gonna pay me. I, I ain't worried about none of this. I finally figured it out. On the journey of the soul. And I, I want that wealth of memories. I want that wealth of memories. Because when I go, it's gonna be a lot of people that remember me. I gave them, no man I gave them something that money can't buy And that's Your test here That's your test here What kind of memories are you leaving With the people That gonna be around when you ain't Get me? I don't need people bragging on me at the funeral Nope I want, I want a host of just quiet people That just hold on to that memory of me Like Brother just gave freely, man, and he just, he asked for much. And I wish I could get his brother something. Nah, don't trip. It was an exchange of energy because we both were sincere with our intention. Check your intentions today. You got faith in people, you believe in people. What's your intention behind that? Why do you believe in people that believe in you? See, it, it has to be a mutual agreement. Because if your faith ain't real, Listen to what I'm saying to you. If your faith ain't real, anything you try, you trying to get, anything you chasing after, can't be obtained. Faith, nothing happens. Faith without works is dead, right? We went over that. Work is something you have to believe in. Meaning, don't commit yourself to something that's not in your heart. I get it. Everybody chasing a bag. Keep telling you which bag. Body bag or the money bag. You know what I'm saying? Because you the money at the end of the day. But I want you to just build up those wealth of memories. You know what I'm saying? I know everybody's on the go and you gotta work, you gotta get to the money. But 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 focus on building up those memories with your babies. Because when you long gone, those are the memories are gonna sustain your child. 
They're going to remember some shit you said to them 60 years down the line because that memory is forever stored in the heart. Forever stored in God's mind. The kingdom of heaven. Do you understand that? So your job is to get into heaven. Get into heaven. Remember everybody trying to get through the pearly gates? Oh, just open the gates of heaven. And you know, that part of the book. Not what the church is telling you. I'm going to give you that concept. We're all here to get into heaven, right? To get into God's mind. But if you leave good memories with all those you love, you'll be forever in their minds. Do you get it? You will forever dwell in the kingdom of heaven. Because they will pass that memory on to someone else. Who then would pass that memory on to someone else. Aren't we still talking about the story of Yahshua? The story of Jesus? Jesus Christ. Just us Christ. Just us the Christ. The light. I'm not talking about one person. It's talking about all those on the frequency that will be tried and crucified. For sharing love and light. Get it? Get it now? What I'm talking about is you. The person raised from the dead is you. Are you ready to take that walk? Are you ready to crack open this book and other books? Because it's just preparing you for what you're going to go through. But you want to follow all these people in the world. They got all this worldly shit. It's telling you, nah, man, I ain't had to have no faith, man. You know, I just got to the bag. I ain't had to have no faith. I had to believe in myself. I just got to this. All this was given to me. I woke up with all this money. Really? They front. And that's what the enemy's doing. They pay these people to divert you off your path. Oh man, you can get it easy. You can go get that easy money. Anybody ever been in the street? What happened when you get that fast money? That shit go faster than you got it. Because everything is based off your intention. What's your why? Now I'm gonna just poison the community because, you know, I'm gonna bag up a few of these bags because niggas still gonna get high. What's your intention behind that? That's why everything that you gain is taken away from you. What's your intention? Salute all my D-boys. Pass D-boy myself. You, you see how the story ends? Look at Scarface. You see how the story ends? You start out with good intentions. Oh, I want to buy a mama house. I want to get out the hood. I want to do all that. And then you obtain those things and you can't get out. You still out here poisoning the fucking community. But, but what rewards come to a person that kills his people? You won't give out turkeys? You poison the hood and then you give them a motherfucking turkey? A turkey is also poison. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, no, no slight to anybody to eat meat, but, but do your research. Eating these GMO birds, you know what I'm saying? Do your research with that. But, but I want to go into a few passages from the book, right? Because as I said, I'm also here to encourage you to open this book and all the other books, right? Because I respect all the books and all the prophets. And once you start sincerely seeking truth, you want to find out that all the books are saying the same thing. To teach you the master, the heaven and hell, the higher and lower self, in your temple. Man, know thyself. To know that you are God and also the devil. The devil is your devolved nature, your animal instincts. This is why man has dominion over all the beings of the earth, right? The book of Genesis, right? We have dominion over all the animals, not to fucking eat all the animals, but to master the animal within us. Get it? Get it now? So let's look at something. Let's look at uh, Peter, 1 Peter, verse 1. It's going to be a long one. 1 Peter, chapter 1, verse 4 through 25. 1 Peter, chapter 4, excuse me, 
First Peter chapter one, verse four through twenty-five. Bear with me, guys. I ain't trying to put y'all to sleep, but but I just wanna I wanna encourage you to look at that book with your third eye high, right? Because all of those characters in the book are just variations of your character. You get? It? You notice all the people in the Bible were tested, tried, just like you. And, and and what did you hear throughout the stories of their trials? After the trial, there's a triumph. After the trial, there's a triumph, which means you're gonna be tested. So you can pass the motherfucking test. So you can ace that bitch. You get me? So don't be afraid of the test if you know the answers to the test, right? Here we go. Here we go. Let's go to let's go to Peter. Give me a second. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, so the book of Peter, First Peter, uh, chapter four. Excuse me, chapter 1, verse 4 through 25, right? So it goes into say, To an inheritance uncorruptible and un undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. See what's going on? So God is saying you have an inheritance that's to be given unto you that's in heaven. And I keep telling you about those memories. Memories are to be cherished because those memories forever live on in the mind of God. And when we pass in the physical, are we not yet just a memory? And when people stop remembering that memory, we cease to exist. So the most valuable thing here in this physical existence is the memory of the experience. Get it? God having a human experience. But if you don't remember none of this shit, what's it all worth? Get it? And would you trade all your memories for a million dollars? I wouldn't. Let's continue. To an inheritance uncorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations. See, from season to season, one season you're going to shine, another season you're going to be tried. One season you're going to be lit, another season you're going to be in a state of darkness. It's a duality with this life. But remember, after you pass the test, you graduate, don't you? Isn't that how school's set up? Well, life is, is, is yet a school, right? So just remember, every time you are tried, there's also a triumph after that. There's a victory to be claimed after that, that fight you go through. Stop stressing about why you're fighting, why you're going through the fight. Just say, nigga, I know that belt's coming. I know they about to raise my hand, the champ is here. You gotta understand that every time you are tried, triumph. Every time you are tried, you're going to triumph. Champ is here. You better get on your Ali shit. Stop playing. Stop complaining. Stop stressing. Get out your head and let God. That the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perish, perisheth 
though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. The light. Just us, the Christ. The light. The truth. Revealing the truth to you. So it's saying that your trial is worth more than gold. The troubles that you're going through are worth more than the physical shit you're trying to chase after. Get it? You ever heard of them good problems? Because you're the problem solver. So every time you stress and you're going through some shit, oh man, something else, oh my God, Lord, oh my God, just give it to God. Yeah, God gave it to you, God. Because you can solve the problem. You got to change your mind. Get out of the stressful situations you find yourself in. Because mostly the stress is going on up here. Because you're questioning God, why am I going through this? Oh my God, I just got out of something last week. Why am I dealing with more shit? Oh my God, another problem or another problem on top of another problem? You got this. Don't trip, you got this. So understand that your trial here is worth more than gold. Don't everybody remember the crucifixion? They might not remember nothing else in the Bible, but they like, man, they fucked Jesus up. They stoned the shit out of this nigga. Don't you get stoned every day? Don't people throw, throw, throw rocks and hide their hand every day at you? All right. So understand that we're all here to be crucified. But as the story goes, you also raised from the dead. But what is to be crucified? The false self. Right? Because God, I'm the son of God. It wasn't until he came to that realization that I am God. He was just connected to this physical world as we all are. But then what did he, what did he say? You're in this world, but not of it. Remember when, he, when, he, when he's on the cross and he's, remember, the story's esoteric, inside. It's not to be taken literal. So don't say, oh, this brother's talking Christian. I am the Christ. I am the light. Wake your dumb ass up. You know what I'm saying? Don't be afraid to raise your vibration to truth. But remember when, when he's, he's on the cross and even at his, his dying moments, he's saying, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. See, when you know better, you got to do better. So even in that last moment of his life, he had to have faith in God's plan. Damn, they love me so much. Why they hate me so much? I'm here to tell them about God and tell them that they are God. And they hated me even more for it. In fact, they killed me. You're here to share a truth that the world ain't going to like. Because you're trying to wake people up to their reality. And they all want to stay dreaming. That's why everybody's chasing a dream. Because they want to stay in a dream. I'm not chasing no dreams, my nigga. Mm -mm. Creating heaven on earth. Here to do. In his passing moments, forgive them for they know not what they do. See, when you are in a state of ignorance, God protects babies and fools, but you're neither one of those. See? Once you come to knowing thyself, with great power comes great responsibility. So you are here to raise yourself up and get busy. You're not here to stay on your knees praying to God. You're here to get your ass up off your knees. Come, God. Get back to the God self. That's what this consciousness is about. Not running around saying you God and the black man's God and all. Black, be you lack. That's a spell. Black, be you lack. My turban's black. My beard's black. My hoodie's black. <laughs> but I'm a more. Amor, right? When someone says amor in Spanish, that means love, right? Amor. <laughs> and 
Everywhere you went, you seen them more. Because all we did was show them more. And this is also, this build is dedicated to the Prophet Noble Drew Ali, who, who made his transition in 1929. Peace be upon the Prophet. And the Prophet said, reside off these five principles, love, truth, peace, freedom, justice. Love your brother like you love yourself. Only speak truth to your brother like you speak it to yourself. When you, and when you live in truth, you stay in a state of freedom. When you are free, the spirit is free. And the spirit is at peace. And when you want peace for your brother like you want peace for yourself, you are free. Justice, judge not and you shall not be judged. But always swing that sword of truth and carry out justice on those that violate the principles. First and foremost, those that choose not to spread love. Love instead of hate. Because love is the highest frequency in this reality. And if it ain't love, you lower your vibration, you are susceptible to every other frequency other than love. Get it now? Get it now? You gotta fill your tank up with love. That's what's gonna fuel you in this soul's journey. Fill your tank up with love. Said that's all. Let's get Peter, right? At the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Whom having not seen, ye love in whom, though now ye see him, not yet believing. Ye rejoice with joy, unspeakable and full of glory. So it's saying that you got to have faith in the existence of a God. Especially a God you can't see. But you can't see him because he's found within your heart. Do you get it? The light of Christ dwells within your temple. It's going to be spoken in the book. So what is this church? They all talking about, oh my God, you're going to see God when you die and go to heaven. That's they pimp in the book. That shit ain't have nothing to do about what the book's talking about. They got you looking at a figure on the wall and your aim is too small. You, you're still looking for something outside of you. This is why God said, don't worship anything, any other God before me. Because the me he's talking about is you. Get it? All of this shit is esoteric. But in the older times, the ancestors knew of the books. So they couldn't pimp different nations with these books. But they killed off all the people that understood the esoteric teachings. That's what all these wars were about. That's what the Crusades and all that shit was about. And the burning of the books. Vidi Vedi Vici, right? And this sign we conquer. So when everybody sees the cross, they all wear it the fuck out. Oh my God, that's that white people shit. And they conquered us through slavery and all that. The four cardinal points of the earth. The four elements, earth, air, water, fire. Hold your arms up, you the cross. Turning sideways, X marks the spot. Get it? On a map, right? The X marks the spot for the treasure. You're the treasure everybody's fighting for. You're the temple they're trying to tear down. Do you get it? And you're here to build up the temple. Because the flesh is the temple and the temple is the church. Say that. Islam? Let's continue. Receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. 
of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently who prophesies of the grace that should come unto you. See, that's what all the prophets was talking about. They wasn't trying to say, worship me. No one wasn't saying, worship me. No one said, if I can just get you to think, you can free yourself. The prophets were telling you what was to come because all of the book is a living book. The book is telling you what's coming. It's not telling you what happened already. The enemy put a date on the book and you think, man, we talking about this old shit that happened in the Bible years and years ago. Nope, the Bible's happening right now. Every day the book is happening. Are you not being tried today? Are you not going through some shit today? Of course you are. Are you not being crucified today? Yup. There's no date on the book because you are the living book. Get it? The book of light. Is your temple not filled with light? Right. Searching what or what manner of time the spirit of Christ which was in them. The spirit of Christ which was in them. So what is this shit the church talking about? You're going to see God when you die. But just go and leave me your wallet. You know what I'm saying? You're going to see God when you die, but make sure you leave the pastor the wallet. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you, you, you pay for the church's building fund. And the church ain't building shit. They all going to be tried in these last times. You ever notice that? Last two years, none of the church came out against this COVID shit. They been vaccinating niggas in the church. They all going to be tried because they all got their last piece of silver. They all got that last bag. They all got that 30 pieces of silver just like Judas. Right? Let's continue. The spirit of Christ, which was in them, signified when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. See? Didn't all the prophets, all of them, that's why they were prophets. Didn't they stand on the side of the truth and weren't they crucified for it? Didn't all of them end up dying broke with no money, no, no physical prestige? But, but the work they did, they, they, they left a memory on people's hearts that, that chose to follow in their footsteps of just going closer to the light. So their story became a testimony. Your trial becomes a testimony for others looking to walk that walk. So you're not walking just for you. Your testimony is a testimony for your babies. They're going to say, man, my dad was a great man. Not based off of the physical shit your dad had. was because he walked his walk. And in the end, he remained faithful in where he was going. I wasn't around most of my life in and out of jail. You know, some people can attest to that. But I didn't understand his walk. But I remember the last day before my father passed and he was on like a life support machine. And he pulled the plug and my father just cracked a big ass smile and the whole family we're all sad you know that he's passing all that but we all just bust out start laughing like yo that's my pops that that's his style wherever, wherever he went he cracked the fuck up like how i get here you know what I'm, saying? I'm lit how they let me in somebody let the back door open you know what I'm saying? he must have knew somebody at the door but my father just cracked a big ass smile and we all just laughed but it was just like i'm all right y'all i'm good but he walked his walk and he had faith in where he was going. You all got to walk our walk and have faith in where we're going. Let's, let's, you know how we say when somebody at the funeral, oh man, they died too soon and they, they lived. Are you living? Because what happens when you leave that funeral? Everybody back to being fake. Everybody back to being phony. You ain't staying in touch with those people after the funeral. Keep it a buck. Keep it a buck. Last funeral you've been to, you ain't called none of them niggas. 
My, my number been the same. I just recently changed it, but my number been the same 15 years. Been to multiple funerals. Oh, call me cuz. Call me bro. Call me sit. Niggas, they, niggas, they pick up that phone. Cause we all think we own time. And we still like, ah, 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 I had some time to get up with you. You blink and 10 years pass. Blink again and you at somebody's funeral. So what I'm saying to you, if you're dealing with another funeral situation, embrace those people in the room because they all have a piece of the person in the casket. They all got to be that person. Get some of that wealth from them. Pull up on them. Man, let me get one of them stories from you. Man, let me get one of them stories about grandma, man. You get it? Because the spiritual wealth is God's memories. That's it. None of this shit can go with you. The memory of love is the only thing you're taking with you. Figure it out now. Start building those memories with your people. Hit me? And they, oh, we gotta go to Great Adventures. Let's all have a family trip. Fuck all that. Y'all can go to the beach. That don't cost nothing. You know what I'm saying? Just spend that time around each other. Build those memories. Because the memories Spirit got me on one today, man. All praise be to the Most High. So now, we continue on here, right? In the book of Peter. Wherefore, wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober and hope to the end of the grace that is to be brought up unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Just the revealing of the light of truth. The truth of why you're here. The truth of your path. The truth of your journey. That's the Christ. That's what we're talking about. All this shit is within you. We spend all our time bashing the books, bashing the people that believe in the books, and you ain't read none of this shit for yourself. You wasting all this time. Oh, that church shit. Oh man, that, Jesus, they didn't have a J in Hebrew, and they you missing the game of the book, bruh. Arguing about the wrong shit, bruh. Did you get the light though? Did you get the light though? That's all I want to know. As obedient children, not fashioning yourself according to the former lust in your ignorance, be as which have he called you is holy. So be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, be ye holy for I am holy. And if ye call on the father who without respect of persons judgeth according to every man's work. Pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your father. But with precious blood of a but with precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spotless. So understand. That your value of your life is not that of all this worldly shit, not material. All oh, my family's a millionaire and this and that and that. Remind yourself that you come of a sacred bloodline. Remind yourself that you are a royal bloodline. This is why they didn't want you to know who you were. They called you black. We are not Negro, blacks, colors, or African Americans. These are all misnomers that cut you off from your inheritance. You are the direct descendant of the bloodline of God. Get it now? Get it now? It's a reason they control all the religions to hide God from himself, from herself. Get it? 
You are a royal bloodline. Stop running around like you in a state of lack. Man, I came from poverty and we ain't got shit and we... Really? The last shall be first. But computer, powerful shit right there. You know what I'm saying? Let, let, let's bounce around to a few more pieces, right? A few more, few more passages in here. And I want to go to... Four, yeah, chapter four, uh, yeah, chapter four, the book of Peter, chapter four, verse one through two. Book of Peter, chapter four, verse one and two. Comfort against persecution. Comfort against persecution. For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourself likewise. With the same mind, for he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. That he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, but the will of God. Do you get it? Don't you understand that you're here to be crucified? You're covered. You're protected. Don't you know that you can raise from the dead? You don't fear death. Get it? And that, that walk, that story of Christ is your story. The minute you decide to become the God you are. See? You got a choice though. You can be a fraud for the rest of your physical existence here. Or, or you can stand up and say, yeah, I'm God. Yeah, I'm God. But the minute you say you God, you're going to be tried. The minute you say you God, you're going to be tried. Get ready. Get ready for those tests. Get ready for those haters. But they can only hate that which they love. Let's go to let's go to one more. Let's go to one more. We definitely own one. We definitely own one. Let's go. Let's go to uh, the book of Mark. The book of Mark, right? Book of Mark, chapter eleven. Book of Mark, chapter eleven, verse twenty-four. The book of Mark, chapter eleven, verse twenty-four. Salute, salute, salute to all those in the check-in. So, the book of Mark, chapter eleven, verse twenty-four. Therefore, I say unto you. What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. See, most of the time, we pray for physical shit, and we don't even believe that we can have it. If you're God, all things that were created by God, is it not already yours? See, you have no faith in the shit you asking for, that's why you can't raise your vibration to receive it. Say it, but the universe responds to the vibration of the heart. Right? I hear what the nigga's saying, but I, I watch what he do. I watch his actions. This is what happens to the spirit of the most high. God is going to judge only your heart. What's in your heart? Why do you want the shit you want? And if it ain't a real reason, you can't have it. Understand that everything has to do with what's your why. Why do you want it? If you know when you leave here, you can't take none of that shit with you. Why are you so focused on these things? What is it you're really here to do? To raise up the light within you? To raise the light up in all those around you? You're here to become God and remind others that they're God. That was the whole gospel of God. That's what the whole book's talking about. But everybody's arguing about did this person exist? Did that person exist? It ain't no real John. It ain't no Peter. It ain't no March. Erase the name and put your name in. Did you exist? 
If someone ceases to talk about your memory, you won't exist. And it's gonna be person a person arguing a hundred years. Ain't no such thing as a person named Keisha. But what works did Keisha leave here to be remembered? Get it? You're here to write your own chapter of the book. The Bible is a never-ending story. Get it now? Let's go to Hebrews. Definitely on one today. Let's go to Hebrews. Let's go to Hebrews. No, you know what? Let's go to James. Let's go to James. The book of James, chapter 1, verse 6 and 3, right? Chapter 1, uh, verse 3 and 6, right? Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. So your faith is going to be tried to test your patience. Doesn't God have patience with us? What if God would have gave up on your ass the first time you fucked up? You know what I'm saying? You would have been out of the Lord's graces when you was two. You know what I'm saying? When you was two, your mom said, don't touch that. And your ass touched the stove anyway. You know what I'm saying? But God still gave you the grace that the wound healed. And you understood that a hot stove, you don't touch that. You gain wisdom through that moment, right? So, so understand this, right? And this is the same thing with your emperors, right? All the brothers, when I say, I mentioned in the last one, it's not about a woman being submissive to you and it's not about her being submissive to you. Both of you are submitting to the will of God. Y'all being of service for each other. So how about this? Brothers, let me give you some game. Your woman will never nag, right? You know, some brothers say, oh man, she's always nagging. She's always on my back about something. Oh my God, she's always fussing about something. She's never happy. She's never satisfied. Let me give you the game. A woman will never nag if you don't drag. A woman will never nag if you don't drag. Drag what? Your feet? A woman will never nag if you don't drag your feet. Every time she asks you, do something. Every time she acts over your time, you're not doing it with a pure hearted intention. Do you get it? Your woman asks you to take the trash out. Oh, baby, I got it. You wait till the last minute. You throw, you throw shit. Oh, I got it. I got it. But what if you already took it out? She ain't got to ask you. See, women are observant and they look to see, is he thinking about me? Is he in that moment to where He's going to take care of something for me. Not that she should have to ask you. You should already be observant as to well, what is it my woman likes? What is it that she's in tune with? And you kind of meet her vibration. So it's all about she's here to test your faith. You see why she's the closest version to God? Because all through the book, it's talking about your faith being tested. And, and through your faith being tested, you gain patience. The more your woman challenges your faith in this love y'all share, the more she becomes patient with you, the more you become patient with her. Get it now? So it's not that she's nagging. She's that version of God here to test your faith. You say you love me. You say it all the time. But she want to feel it. Because remember, she's connected to that spiritual realm. She's all emotional. So she knows when she feels the love. It doesn't come in monetary shit. Oh, man, he didn't take me out to dinner. He ain't buy me this new car I wanted. Nah, she feels the love based on the intention of your heart. She wouldn't nag you if you didn't drag your feet when she asked for your time. You give your time freely to her. That's what it means to submit to the will of your woman. 
That's what it means to submit to the will of your man, ladies. It's not about a brother bossing you around, telling you what to do. Nah, he see that light up in you. So if you trust him to lead you to more light, you're going to submit to his direction. It's not a, a man telling you what to do kind of thing. That's the interpretation of the ego. Because if my woman shines, I'm going to invest in her light. If I see my woman shining, I'm going to continue to invest in her light. I'm going to give my input. I'm going to give my feedback to help her shine even brighter. To diminish her light. Not to say, oh, I'm the man and I'm the authority. Nah, man. We both following God's will. See what happens when you let that ego die? You build a closer bond with the person you're with. Everything has to be done with love. Find it out, my brothers. You know the trash gotta go out. You know the time it goes out. What if you already took it out before she has? You know his dishes in there, see? What if you done the dishes before she asked? You know you gotta clean the garage, you gotta clean the attic. What if you already done it before she asked? She gonna look like, damn. We got faith in us. Cause every time I tested his faith, he always risen to the occasion. See, she's only gonna test you because she knows you know the answer. Remember, she submitted to you. She know that, oh, I know the strength of my man. So she's gonna, of course she's gonna put more weight on that bar because she's your spiritual spotter. Your woman is your spiritual spotter. She knows you can lift that weight, my brother. That's why she placed the weight on you. What the book said, God only gives you what you can handle. She's the God they talking about. Wake up. You forgot? You forgot who she is? Is not man created in God's image? Do you not look like your mother? I'm sorry, am I, am I making the truth too plain? Thought I was gonna keep it a mystery, I was gonna sugarcoat it. Mm-mm, don't overtake us here. Just a light being, sharing light. That's it. Book of James, some powerful shit. So let's look at one more, the last one. Book of Hebrews, right? Let's go to the book of Hebrews. Book of Hebrews, one second, one second. Yep, the book of Hebrews, uh, chapter 11, verse 1. The book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 1. Of faith, without faith, God is not pleased. Fruits thereof. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. See, everyone is going to be tested to see if you really believe in the vision that God gave you. Your relationship is going to be tested to see if you really believe in the vision that you have for you and your wife. Do you get it? Oh, it's going to be all kind of pussy thrown at you when you finally decide, man, I'm in love with this girl. God damn, she, whatever it is, she do it for me. Oh my God, I love this sister. You look in her eyes and you see God. You, you love to see her smile. Her voice sounds like your favorite song on the radio. Damn, I love this sister. That's when you're going to be tried. 
All kind of pussy gonna be thrown, thrown at you from the hundred yard line. Go long. It's gonna be all kind of pussy thrown at you. That's when you're tested. Not when you, you like the sister and you just, oh, you know, you know what I'm saying? We getting together. Nope. When you deep in it and you really love this sister, that's when you're gonna be tried. That's when the faith has to kick in. Like, you know what? Of all the flowers in the garden, I pick her a hundred times over. You have to be satisfied with the choice you made. If you choose to pick her from the garden, you're charged with making sure that flower sustains life. You're charged with nurturing and uplifting that flower. Or don't pick her. You pick her, she's designed to test your faith. Not she don't believe in you, no. She's trying to pull that belief out of you. So the next time you wonder why, oh, why the sister's always on my back, why she's nagging, oh man, she always trying to tell me what to do and I'm a man and this and that and that. Just listen to our counsel. Because in the old days of the ancestors, the men were for war and the women were for counsel. The men were for war and the women were for counsel. Meaning, a lot of times we wanted to go take the nigga head off. You know how we do? Oh man, that nigga's out. I'm about to go spin the block, about to kill, kill everybody in the neighborhood. I'm gonna switch cheese the neighborhood, right? Young niggas wilding on go on drill missions. But what if you had a sister next to you to give you that second thought? Nah, you ain't gotta do all that, bro. You're emotional. You're hot headed right now. Sit down for a second. She might give you some loving, change your whole fucking mindset. You know, put that gun back on the dresser. Nah, I'm good. We were for war and the women were for counsel. Because they waited in the heart to see if it was justified to take a life. To see if it was justified to turn up on somebody. So when the last time your woman is trying to share something with you or tell you something, she's not trying to tell you what to do. She might see something in the spiritual realm that you can't see in the physical. Remember, y'all both light trying to share light. And y'all got light from two ends of the spectrum. Submit to her. Ladies, submit to him. Because y'all both submitting to God. Get it? Get off that ego shit. Time to live in abundance, you feel me? So, powerful shit, man. Definitely going to that Bible. But as I said, we're all here to uplift and build our own temples, right? I want to give y'all something, right? And this is an excerpt from uh, Manly P. Hall, right? It's an excerpt. Are not these 12, the 12 great world religions, each seeking in its own way for that which was lost in the ages past and the quest of which is the birthright of man? Is not the quest for reality in a world of illusions the task for which each comes into the world? We are here to gain balance in a sphere of unbalance, to find rest in a restless thing, to unveil illusions. And to slay the dragon of our own animal natures. As David, king of Israel, gave to the hands of his son Solomon the task he could not accomplish. So each generation gives to the next the work of building the temple. Or rather, rebuilding the dwelling of the Lord, which is on Mount Moria. Truth is not lost, yet it must be sought for and found. Reality is ever present. Dimensionless, yet all prevailing. Do you overstand it? 
You're here to build up God's temple. See, in masonry, they speak of Solomon's temple. Now, if you overtaken and you stuck in the book, you thinking of some nigga named Solomon with a physical temple, right? So inside my Bible, it shows you Solomon's temple, right? But remember, all this is esoteric. So if you're stuck in the illusion, you out this bitch looking for a physical temple, and you the temple. You're here to build up Solomon's temple. Do you get it? And the grand architect that built the original Solomon's temple was her. Mom. The grand architect that created a, a complete being with no tools. Get it? You think the grand architect is a brother? It's her. And you are the workman with the carpeting tools. So if she's God and I'm God's son, what does that make me? Right? We're here to build up God's temple. Your purpose is to be your greatest self on purpose. So I want to ask you, now that you got this spiritual download, what's more valuable? Wisdom or love? What's more valuable? Wisdom or love? Choose wisely. And I'll wait in the comments because I really ever listen, uh, look at the comments while I'm live, but I do go back and read every comment when I get off here. Cause I love that the people share light. But in this moment, I'm just gonna stop the build and just ask you, what's more important, family? Put it in the comments. What's more important, wisdom or love? All right, this is Sister uh, Carissa say love. Okay, okay, let me see some more uh, responses there. What's more important to the family, wisdom or love? And again, on the playback, love, okay, okay. The sister uh, Deja says uh, love, right? So everyone else that wanna, you know, feedback on this comment, on this question rather, leave it in the comments, right? Okay, the brother Michael said love, okay. What's more important, family? And again, if you watch this on the playback, you can still put it in. Okay, the brother said wizard. So he would, Devana uh, 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 or Davion, says uh, wizard, so you're saying wisdom. Okay, so we got some to say love, some say wisdom. So anybody else can still uh, put it in the comments, but I'll give you the response. What's more important, wisdom or love? Love. Love, because that's all that matters at the end of the day. Okay, the sister infinity said wisdom. So let me give you my premise on why I say love is more important. Wisdom, okay, the brother Akil said wisdom. All right, so here's why love is more important. We all gain wisdom, right? We gain wisdom through experience, right? But here's the thing, here's the problem with that. You could have the wisdom of a certain experience that might not never happen again. So meaning, you know how some people say, I got trust issues and I, I don't love people and this and that because of the wisdom, right? You might have been through a relationship that was so trying and your wisdom gained from that might close off your heart. You might not put yourself out there to receive love because you got that wisdom that, man, I, I, I was dating this one sister and she done took me through all this kind of shit. I would never go through that again, right? I got trust issues, right? Everybody said that, I got trust issues. And you put this big ass wall up against your heart. But if you love, you love unconditionally, which means 
if we're here to be crucified, if we're here to go through the same suffering as the Most High, you're going to suffer in love to learn how to love. Right? When you get your heart broken, don't you love harder the next time around once you finally fall and say, you know what, I'm going to try this again. And you meet somebody that does everything that your heart's looking for. But in order for you to find that person, your heart had to get broke. Something has to be destroyed for something to be built. Get it? See, we're all looking and thinking that we come out on the other side of triumph without confrontation. That we just run through this whole life just winning, 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 winning. All I do is win, win, win. That's not life. That's the illusion them niggas talking about. That Dr. Khaled, that DJ Khaled shit. Win, win, win no matter what. Nah, that's not what life is. You got to be tested. You got to fall to learn how to fly. You got to fall to learn how to fly. Get it? So love is more important than wisdom because love never dies. Wisdom is ever changing upon itself. Something that you had wisdom on 10 years ago might not be a truth today because you raised your vibration and now you got a deeper understanding of something. First you understand, you understand, then you understand, and then you overstand. You understand, understand, and overstand. Get it? Because truth is an endless pursuit. Knowledge is an endless pursuit. It's an endless quest that you're going to continue to go on to until your last day in this physical. So wisdom is ever rewriting itself. But love, when you got love for somebody, that don't never die. That's forever. So we all got to understand the most important thing to us in this life is love. And you got to have love to have faith. Because God is saying you got to have an unwavering faith. You know what I'm saying? You only prove that you have faith by passing the test. By raising your vibration from a lower vibration. But the only way to raise that vibration, you got to go through confrontation. But after every trial, there's a triumph. After every trial, there's a triumph. So just understand what you're here to do and the light that's within inside of you is meant to be shared. Because you can't take the light with you where you're going. You are light. So you're here to leave some light. Are you not? But I leave y'all with this story, right? I leave y'all with this story, kind of that, that brought me on my path, right? So I'm in I'm in college and I'm walking home from college. I was staying in Harlem at the time, walking home from college with one of my partners from from uh, from Harlem, and we were in school together in music college. And we're walking, we're walking home, and all through our walk, just walking, chopping it up, talking about music and other stuff. And it was like a homeless guy, what appeared to be a homeless guy. Brother, dirty face, tatted clothes, everything. It's like 90 degrees outside. This brother falls at our feet, like, <clears throat> like, a, like a nigga passed out. He passed out right at our feet. I'm like, damn, like, no, this brother could be suffering from exhaustion or something like that. He could be dehydrated. So my first natural instinct, yo, let's pick the brother up. You know what I'm saying? In New York City, there's like four different lanes of traffic. And in between the lanes of traffic, they might have like uh, trees. 
right? Like, like, like a little ass park that's in the middle of the, the traffic, right? So they'll have trees and, and some benches where you can sit. So it's like you're sitting in between the lanes of the traffic, but you're not, you know, if you, if you understand the city, you know what I'm talking about. So the brother falls at our feet right in front of one of the benches. So I say to the brother, yo, let's help this brother. He's a brother. Let's help this brother up. Of course, my, my boy from Harlem, you know what I'm saying? Fly nigga, you know what I'm saying? He like, man, I ain't get no bum juice on me, man. Like, I ain't picking dude up. And he just laughing and joking. But something was on my heart. I said, no, bro, this brother needs help. Let's, let's lift him up. So we go to lift the brother up. Now, all of this is in retrospect because as it's happening, I'm not really listening, you know, to what he's saying to me, but I hear it. I go to lift the brother up. He says, thank you, Jermaine. Calls me by name. I never met this nigga day in my life. But I didn't realize he called me by name in that moment. He just says, thank you, Jermaine. Picks the brother up. I throw none of it. Picked him up, put him on the bench. But as I'm picking him up, his face doesn't look as dirty as it was. His face is like fucking glowing. Like, it's sunny as shit outside. Like, you see this bright light behind me? The sun is like that blinding. That's just like 90 degrees in the summertime. And my eyes are a little glazy, like, God damn, like his face is glowing in front of me. Salute to everybody that's tuning in to the Third Eye High podcast and this 40 day grand ascension. I want anyone that wants to come up that if you got something from this build, I want to hear from the people. So I see I see the sister in the queue. Uh, stay on the standby, Empress. Um, I want to let the build finish. But please uh, stay on standby. Anybody that wants to come up on the platform, I just want to hear some feedback, you know, from, you know, the spiritual download that you guys received. So thanks for tuning in and continue. This build will conclude in about 20 minutes. But I do want the people to stay in the queue so I can hear back from the listeners. It doesn't look dirty anymore. His face is glowing so much so I can barely make out his face. All of this is still happening to me. What the fuck? Maybe I'm bugging. I sit the brother on the bench. I tell my boy who's across the street, going across the street to the metro. I remember this like it was yesterday. We was on Amsterdam or Broadway down by the 90s, right, in, 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 um, in um, New York City. And it was a Metro PCS store. It's still there till this day. I said, yo, bro, go across the street to the Metro PCS store. Call the ambulance for the brother. I'm going to stay here and wait with him. All right, my boy ran across the street, called the ambulance. I'm sitting with him on the bench. And it hits me. I'm like, yo, this nigga just said my name. He thanked me by name, but the way he spoke sounded like a person that knew me for my whole fucking life. He's, you know how somebody speaks your name and you, you hear somebody call your name, you know that's a person that knows you? The voice was that familiar. And I'm like, no, this brother called me by name. So I'm still sitting on the bench. His face is glowing, bright ass fucking light. And I'm still not recognizing, damn, I can't make out his face. I know it was a brother... Messed up beard, dirty face, but I only can see this bright ass ball of light and a body. So I got my back turned to him and I'm looking towards the street to see my boy cross the street from the Metro PCS store. So he's crossing the lanes of traffic. So I'm like, yo, bro, you, you called the ambulance? Yeah, I called the ambulance. They're on their way. Where do that? Where do that? Nigga, he's right next to me on the bench. Turn around. He's gone. Brother, we helped lift up. Dirty face, face turned into a bright ass ball of light, disappeared. Now, if you know how busy New York City is, it's like four lanes of traffic. So even if the brother got up off the bench on his own will, I would have seen him running through the traffic or the cars beeping their horn because the brother's in the street. 
He did some period spray. It didn't hit me until some time later. I never really shared this story with people until some years later. Many of the people follow my builds. I mentioned this story a few years back. But it hit me and I just said, yo, God is that light being that jumps in and out of vessels, in and out of temples to test your faith. And I was on my way to working in the music industry and all that. And I believed it. I'm going to make it there. I'm in college for, for, for audio engineering, for recording engineer, right? So I haven't yet worked in the music industry. So I'm having faith in my vision. Man, God wants me to work in the business. That's what I always want to do in my life. And I end up obtaining these things. But I had the faith to believe in the vision of where I was going. Oh, man, I just know I'm going to work in the music business. I'm going to be successful. I'm going to get to the money. Buy my mama house. All this other stuff that everybody else wants. But in that moment, I believed in my vision. But in that moment, I still wanted to be of service to God. I still wanted to help. And all my ego shit, man, oh man, I got new clothes, new sneakers, new J's. Nah, I ain't whipping up no funky bum nigga, probably smell like piss. I didn't see none of that. I seen a brother that needed my help. I ain't even second guess that shit. Let me lift that brother up. Fast forward. I believe I was being tested in that moment of my faith to see if my, my spirit was still humble because God is saying, I'm about to test you. I'm about to give you so much shit. Your cup's about to run over. But I want to see if you remain that faithful being when these things are given to you. So fast forward. I stay fast with my vision. I end up getting out of music college. I end up working almost a decade for bad boy entertainment. One of, the, one of the richest fucking labels, the biggest, most successful labels. I even was successful in helping artists get signed to the label. I lived my fucking dream. Got to any, any parties I wanted to go to, got invited anywhere. My name ain't had to be on the list. None of that. Getting, getting endorsements from clothing sponsors, all kind of shit. Been to award shows, hosting shit, you know what I'm saying? Getting paid as celebrity judges, all kind of shit. I, I done it. I done it all. Partied in the Hamptons, did all that shit, did all of that. Had all the bottle service you could ever did all of that. But in the midst of all that shit, there was something happening. It was a Mike Brown protest that went down. And I'm working with uh, French Montana. We're recording the record. Matter of fact, we were recording the record pop that record. They sold like maybe 10 million copies. Yeah, I recorded that record with another host of engineers, right? But, and I recorded the original version before uh, Drake and Lil Wayne and all of them got on the song, right? But, Shouts out to the bro Lee Beats that produced the track, Bro from Queens. So in the midst of that record, we're recording. And a lot of times, you know, through the studio, brothers knew, oh, that's, that's bro. Bro, Flo's already on some consciousness shit. So they knew that I was going to be turned up hearing this Mike Brown case and all that. But in this moment, I just went inside. I was chilling. I'm like, nah, I ain't even going, I ain't even going to react off of it. Because I'm like, man, it's another shooting, another, you know, cop getting off type of shit. So I just wanted to see what everybody else vibration, right? In the middle of music business where... Everything, everything stopped for me because I'm like, around all these people, we getting money, everybody getting to the bag. But I'm like, how is real shit happening in the world and nobody gives it? In the middle of that session, bro, I got to go. Tell the other engineer, yo, can you cover the session? Fuck all this fame shit. I'm about to go to the protest in Harlem. I'm in the face of the sergeants having a discourse. Something in me, it's before I was teaching this information I'm doing now, even around all that money, something in me was saying, bro, you got to stand up. You got to be about something. God was saying, I'm going to get you around everything you want. And I'm going to test you. 
can live that life you want. You can be famous right now. I ain't got a million followers following my shit. I had a lot of people knew my name in that industry. Still do. I wasn't chasing that. I was trying to accomplish something that I thought would make my family proud and I would have all this prestige and all this money and all this other shit. But what really was the value was the journey. God said, I'm going to bring you so close to all this shit and I'm going to show you the truth of it. And then you got to make a choice whether you want to stay in it. Henceforth, where I'm at now, doing what I'm doing. I gave all that up to walk the walk that I'm walking because God showed me something else. I didn't bring you there to stay there. See, God's going to bring you somewhere and it's going to look like he's playing a trick on you. Why did God give me all these blessings? Then he took it away. Nope. The heart's being tested. Your face being tested. Because God is preparing you for the work you really hit it. So after that situation, I get out of the industry and I'm still, you know, in a place where like, man, I feel like I kind of failed. Like, oh my God, I had everything and I gave it all up. And then I'm trying to explain to people, oh, I'm giving up because God want me to do this. And hey, this nigga's a fool. Bro, what you doing? You, you had it all. And then I didn't have peace. I didn't have freedom. I didn't have that contentment of the heart. I was working on music that was destroying my community. Like, what? how the fuck can I celebrate that at the end of the day? I didn't want no plaques on the wall. I started to look at the greatest scheme of things and say, damn, how do I want to be remembered? And then I started to search the heart. What are you really here to do? What's in your heart? So even when I was around all that money, I still was at the protest. I still was at the, and, and, and later I found out, you know, we just on that hamster wheel and that protest shit don't, don't produce nothing. But my spirit said, I got to stand. And that's the story of God. Are you going to stand up and say, you God, amongst a room full of devils? Are you going to stand up and be God when everybody's throwing bricks? Right. What your walk's about. But let me add this other story and I'll close out. This was confirmation of God's truth. So remember, I told you my story when I lift up the brother and then his face was was invisible and it was just a ball of fucking light. Christ figure. A year, a year or two goes by. I meet a brother, a Dominican brother, right? And this now I'm, I'm deeply heavy into the, the more science and everything. Meet a Dominican brother. I don't know how we got into this conversation, but I just say, oh brother, well, you know, where's, where you from? Where your family's from? He says, bro, I'm Dominican, but in the spirit, I'm an African Moor. Took me back. I'm studying heavy in the more science, no you I lead the whole shit. And I'm like, damn, I'm on a frequency. And a brother you thought would never be on a frequency, he right on the frequency. He said, I'm a more brother. Hmm. So you Dominican, but you know you a more. My brother, I'm talking. And something in my spirit said, tell him your story. So I tell him the story of the brother when I'm walking home from college, we pick up the homeless guy that falls at our feet and he disappears in the traffic. He stops me from telling the story. The brother just start fucking crying. Tears down his face. He said, oh my God, oh my God, my brother, my brother. Hold up, my brother, hold up, it's too much. He said, I'm gonna tell you a story. I've never told this story in 10 years. He's still, he's crying like a fucking baby. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, bro, like, what's going on? Like, did I, what'd I say? I never told nobody this story in 10 years. He says, I got a story similar to your story. Brother lived in New York City. And at the time, he was going through a lot of shit. Divorced his wife, the wife took the kids His brother started getting hooked on drugs His life was sliding, he was fucked up He was, man, fuck God, fuck all this other shit now, God was taking all these blessings from him That he accumulated So he figured, if God loved me, why why does he want to see me without? 
Why is God taking all this shit from me that he said I should have? The brothers didn't understand his, his faith was being tested. This is what happened. He had a family member that lived in North Carolina and they said, yo, bro, you know, you're getting a little strung out on the drugs, man. I love you. You know, I see the light. I want you to clean yourself up. So the family member invites him to stay in North Carolina. Brother moves to North Carolina. He's driving a cab at the time. He doesn't really know the area. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't really know the area. It's different from running a route on a taxi cab in New York City. You know, the streets, you know, you know how to get the fares and get your money efficiently. Brother North Carolina for like two weeks. He's not making no money. Still stuck in his problems. Remember, you can't have an undecided mind. God has to be certain of his path. We're going to lose his way. So the brother is bouncing back and forth in his head. Oh, man, ain't shit working. I knew I knew this was a bad idea coming down here. I ain't making no money. But, but he's still in his head. So the more you stay in your head, giving energy to doubt, all the shit you want to happen ain't going to happen. The brother just gave up. He gave it to God. He said, man, change the way I'm thinking. So this one particular day, the brother sets out. He only get one fare a day. He's driving around the whole town, North Carolina. He, he drives a livery cab. He gets one fare for the entire day. Picks up this uh, Caucasian looking brother. Businessman in a suit and he got a briefcase. Brother gets into his cab. He says, drive. He doesn't even tell the brother where he's going. He's just driving. He, but he's just so occupied in his mind. He says, oh, fuck it. Nigga paying, you know, keep the meter running. So he's in the cab just driving. And as he's driving in the cab, in the back of him, he hears somebody crying. Nigga looks in the mirror, the, the rearview mirror, the fuck? As he look in the rearview mirror, the guy's smiling. Right ass smile, he's just smiling. Okay, I'm bugging. Keeps driving. He hears somebody crying again in the back seat. He looks in the rearview mirror, the guy's smiling at him again, smiling and waving. So at this time, he's like, what the fuck is wrong right now? But the third time he hears the guy crying in the backseat, he's crying like he cries. Imagine the way you cry, right? You know how you cry when you was a kid? You only cry the way you cry. Nobody else cries the same, right? So imagine somebody's in the backseat of your fucking car and they're crying and they sound like you. When you crying, when you going through some shit. It's fucking him up. So he's like, yo, I'm bugging right now. The guy just says, stop. Middle of the dirt road, you know, in some of the streets in North Carolina, they don't have any street lights. So it's super dark at night. Dirt road, the brother just says, stop. He hops out the cab, takes off. The brother doesn't even realize he never paid him for the fare. So he's like, man, I wasted gas money. I done came all the way out here. This motherfucker didn't even pay me. So he started to go back into the motions of, God's fucking playing a trick on me. Like, God damn, like, I finally get a fare. Now I ain't even got the money. So he's in that state of despair. He starts crying. Hand on the steering wheel. He's crying just like the crying he heard in the back of his fucking cab. It was him crying. So he's crying his, his fucking eyes out. It starts raining, pouring down like a motherfucker. He got his hands on the steering wheel in the middle of the dirt road. He's just crying. He's just saying, God, God, show me a way. Comes back to the cab. I didn't hop out the cab. The window. He rolls the window down. Remember, I told you the guy was carrying a briefcase. He opens the briefcase up. Now, mind you, the guy moved to North Carolina. He was staying with a family member, but he, he looked at a house. It was a house he was going to get. He was able to um, put a down payment on the house he was trying to get. He didn't have the money, right? But he priced everything out, right? See? See the vision first. He priced everything out that he. 
he wanted to stay in this new house where his kids could come see him and his family and he could get his business going and, you know, live in a more comfortable space. You know, the housing is cramped in fucking New York City. So he wanted an actual house. But inside this house, because he's behind on his payments, he's behind where he's staying, and he don't have money to put a down payment on the house to where he's trying to move. Behind on his bills, everything. Guy taps on the window. He says to him, his face is glowing. Now this time he can't see the guy's face. This is why he starts crying when I tell him my story. I say, yo, I couldn't see the guy's face. His whole fucking face is glowing. Like bright, a bright fucking ball of light. The guy taps on the window. He says, God has not forgot about you. God has heard your crying. Opens the briefcase. He gives him an envelope full of money. The envelope was several thousand dollars, but it was every cent to the letter that he needed to move into his place, pay his back bills, first month mortgage, second, you know, down payment, the whole shit, and enough to buy tickets to fly his kids down. See how God works? When everything is taken away from you, that's when God's going to fill your cup. That's over why shit is being taken away from your life. What if you no longer need these things? What if your spirit has risen to a higher vibration? Which means there's a reward on a higher level that's yours. After every trial, there's a triumph. Has been the 40 day grand ascension. I am your host, JF Bay, and this is the Facts Over Feelings Third Eye High podcast. And you can check this podcast on all streaming platforms Anchor, Amazon Music, Apple, Spotify, etc. Right? My, 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 my job is just to share that light, right? And I'm just here to shine my light your way to help you find your light switch and keep your light lit. Right? So we're going to do this affirmation. Our affirmation for the 40-day grand ascension for today's build, day six, have faith and faith. I want y'all to repeat this affirmation three times. My faith in faith is stronger than all my trials I will endure. But one thing I am sure, the victory will always be mine for the taking. I am a constant, I am in constant state of gratitude for no weapon formed against me shall ever prosper. They will form and they will be aimed my way. Yet I am an unseen moving target that can't ever be hit for I am covered by divine light. My faith in faith is stronger than all my trials I will endure. But one thing I am sure the victory will always be mine for the taking. I am in a constant state of gratitude for no weapon formed against me shall ever prosper. They will form and they will be aimed my way. Yet I am an unseen moving target that can't ever be hit for I am covered by divine light. Last one. My faith in faith is stronger than all my trials I will endure. But one thing I am sure, the victory will always be mine for the taking. I am in a constant state of gratitude for no weapon formed against me shall ever prosper. They will form and they will be aimed my way. 
but I am an unseen moving target that can't ever be hit for I am covered by divine light. Salute to the family. This build has been sponsored by the Most High. Salute, salute, salute. Give thanks for everyone tuning in to the 40 Day Grand Ascension. I want to shout out some of the listeners. Shouts out to Felicia. Shouts out to Howard, Phoebe, Lauren, Robert, Kate, Mojo, Lois, Eternity, Leroy, Janiqua, uh, Salnicia, Daniela. I don't want to butcher the name, but I'm a pothead. Gotta excuse me. Uh, Nerd Chat Box, Steve, Michael J, D Grant, Caleb, Miss Queenie, Caden, the Urban uh, Contrarian, Mike, the Divine Witch, uh, L, Mr. Two Extra, Janice, my boy Ali, thanks for tuning in, uh, Greg, M. Cope, Wandering Fool, Brenda, thanks again for tuning in, Empress, uh, Todd, uh, Lady Hot Pickle Cheetos, <laughs> that's a funny handle every time I hear it, <laughs> uh, Michelle, Anthony, Cecilia, Wendy, Reggie, Chris, uh, Caesar, uh, CEO Boss, uh, Mena, Kim, Grunts, DJ Daily, The Authentic uh, Christianity, Dr. Rao, uh, The Source uh, Eris, Julia, Julian, uh, Hakeem Ali, and anyone else that's going to catch it on the playback. Thanks for sharing your energy with me. And as I said, we are at the conclusion of this uh, Grand Ascension for day six. So if it's anyone that, you know, something in the bill might have touched your heart, something that might have inspired or, you know, you just want to share some feedback on the platform. Uh, the platform's open. So, you know, we can take some calls. Anybody that wants to come up, get into the queue. I'll give you a few minutes if anyone wants to. And if not, I'll just conclude it and we'll go into the next bill for tomorrow for day seven. So salute to everyone listening in. And I am your host, JF Bay. This is the Third Eye High podcast, and this is the 40-Day Grand Ascension, and this is day six, having faith in faith. So for the next 40 days, I will be giving spiritual downloads of a divine nature, and we go through all of the religious books. Mainly, we start with the Bible because the Bible is one of the books that seem to be the most misinterpreted, and it seems to be the one that has the most hold over the world, right? And the enemy is using God's word to pimp God's people. And I'm just trying to free the people from spiritual bondage by giving them back their spiritual sight, you know, and we're, we all come here with a unique perspective and you're charged to share your unique perspective with the world. So, uh, looks like nobody's, nobody's coming up in the queue. Uh, hopefully, um, the message I shared will suffice and I want you guys to enjoy the rest of your day and continue to love and continue to share more light. And again, as I said, this is the Third Eye High podcast. We deal with a higher consciousness of a flyer culture and you can listen to this podcast on all streaming platforms. I encourage anyone listening on this platform, just click the link directly on my profile to take you straight to the podcast subscribe because I do have 
additional content. Aside from spirituality, we deal with love. We deal with uh, some of the true topics on history. You know, we deal with book reviews. You know, we deal with pop culture. We deal with music. So I cover a lot of stuff on this podcast, you know, and the whole premise of third eye high, it's like a spiritual university, right? Because when your third eye is high, you can't be fooled. You start to see stuff that the spirit can see that your two physical eyes maybe are not privy to. You know, so we, 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 we're, dig, we're digging in deeper on, you know, surface conversations, you know, because the world, you know, everyone's dealing with gossip and, you know, trivial stuff. And, you know, it's easy to go viral by just gossiping about celebrities on your podcast and all that. But we don't do that kind of content over here. You know what I'm saying? We, we leave that for the, the knuckle draggers, the 85ers, you know what I'm saying? Those that are in their cardinal nature that, you know, want to be entertained, right? As they, as they said in, in, in the Coliseum, are you not entertained, right? But we're not here to entertain, you know? It's more like edutainment, you know? Because, you know, of course we're going to laugh, we're going to, you know, we're going to dig deeper, but we're going to share light. But the, the, the cool thing I love that, I had people sitting here almost two hours hearing about the Bible, you know, and you weren't bored, you know, like I've, I've done this stuff live, you know, thousands of people in my lives and people are having a wonderful fucking time. They said, man, I've never had this much fun in church. Like, how, how does the Bible sound so different when church is a German word that simply means circle, the circling of energy. When two or more gather in his name, God appears. We can have church everywhere we go. It's all about sharing the light. So we have to start breaking the spells of words so we can get closer and expand our conversation. Right. Because when I say I'm Christ, you're Christ. I'm not speaking of the guy with the Jerry Carroll and the sandals, you know, the image, you know, the, the, the Caesar brochure, the guy they gave you, the painter, the artist. I'm speaking of you being the Christ. Christ is the light that's within you. See, Christ is a race of people. Right. The light beams, the Christ. Right. His name was Yahshua, the Christ. It wasn't like Yahshua Johnson, like Christ was his last name. No, he was saying the Christ. He represented the light, the nation of those who have the light within them. And Christ's work was all through the book. He was trying to tell the people that they were God. He wasn't styling on them like I'm the son of God and you're a peon. He was saying if I'm God, you're also God, right? Because if, if God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Well, wait a minute. The God that created everything and everyone had a son? <laughs> if he created everyone, wouldn't I be his son? Wouldn't you be his son? Wouldn't you be his daughter? So you have to break the riddles that the pastors are trying to keep you stuck in. And they all get their money by taking an oath. Right. If you want to if you want to confirm what I'm saying, I want you guys to look up something. The secret treaty of Verona, Verona, V-E-R-O-N-A, the secret treaty of Verona. Article three. Article three speaks of the oath that all the clergy take, the pastors, the imams, the rabbis, all of them, because they're all they're all on the surface. They tell us that they're all representing a different religion. But behind closed doors, they all took the same oath to keep the population. Right. So Article three, keep the people docile, keep them in a state of passive obedience and you can get a 501c3 institution, a kickback incentive to make it look like you're sharing truth. 
but you confuse the world. Do you see why everyone's so turned off on religion? Because, well, what is religion? The first time you hear that word, you're triggered. And you go back to, well, the first time you ever been in church. And you think, well, that's religion. And if it leaves a bad taste in your mouth, you're quick to say, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. Well, the spirit is the breath. The breath is the word. John first chapter, first verse. In the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. You become God when you walk with God's word. A vibration of truth that's found in all the books. But mainly, it's found in your heart. See, 10 years ago, I wouldn't be speaking like this. Like, I'm not, I'm a holier than that. Like, God has really tested my life. You know what I'm saying? God has has shown me if you stay faithful. Oh man, it's going to be a rough ride. But if you stay faithful, the destination where you're going is going to be that much more worth it. Now, I told you, I worked in the music industry almost a decade. <laughs> I worked for Bad Boy Entertainment, the biggest label in the world. And I gave it all up. Because God said, hey, I'm going to bring you to what you think you want. But then I'm going to show you what you really need. But it's up to you to continue to follow God because he said, walk by faith and not by sight. So I don't know how successful my podcast is going to be, but I do know because God told me that it's going to be the most successful podcast in the universe. He said, continue to speak your truth. Right. You're the statement. Build it and they will come. So whatever it is on your heart that God put it on your heart, if he gave you the vision, he's going to give it to you in the physical but first, he got to test your faith. If you even believe in the vision, can manifest. So if you haven't been tested, I need to see your qualifications, right? And I'm talking about being tested as of how do you deal with adversity in your life, right? Because we all we all are an avatar, right? You see my profile, JF Bay, but is that really me? I am nobody. That's my campaign. I am nobody. I'm really the body. I am a soul trying to free itself from spiritual bondage. Are you? And that's what we are here to do, to get free. Of course, we're going to get fly on the way. You know what I'm saying? God, God didn't say you can't deny yourself of these things. So it's not like the more spiritual you get, you can't have a good time. You can't go out and spend, spend a couple dollars. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, where's your focus really at, though? See, because all these other things, they, they, they can't be denied you. They're already yours. So if you had everything of the heart's desire, what would you do with your time after? That's what God's asking you. So until next time, I love y'all to life. This is the Third Eye High podcast. And you know how we deal with this facts over feelings. I am your host, JF Bay, and I'm just here to shine my light your way to help you find your light switch and keep your light lit. And again, you guys donated your time, right? I donated my sweat equity. I donated my time. You guys donated your time. That's an equal exchange. Fair contract, right? So if you want to send a donation on my profile, my cash app is on there too. But here's the thing. You already got the light. <laughs> you don't even have to send it if you don't. You don't. Oh, here we go. I knew that guy was going to ask. Nope. Your donation was... You paying attention. I'm paid in full. But if you have it on your heart that you want to do something outside of that, my cash app is in the profile. But as I said, I'm here to do 
the work of the Most High, yo. And I'm already paid in full because I figured it out now. All the stuff I thought I was chasing, I already got that shit. And I still felt empty. You know what I'm saying? I was around all that celebrity life and around all the money and the prestige. But something in my soul was empty. It was like, yo, it gotta be more than this. And this is why you see the celebrities that have all the money, but then you can't look them in the eye. They're always wearing shades. Why? Because the eyes are the windows to the soul. You see that these people are not happy. They're really slaves to their celebrity. They're slaves to their celebrity. Don't let them fool you. And they only get paid to lead us off of our path. And I didn't want to be a part of that shit. My heart didn't. My ego wanted to be somebody. I am somebody. Like, but but when you really find out you already somebody, you are God. Why would you want to be less than? Don't let them play you. Peace, love, and more light. Enjoy your day.